what could be the highest risk factor when it comes to pregnancy exercise? I always get like the heebie-jeebies for if I hear someone went to a different trainer and they did crunches and sit-ups and planks running during pregnancy. There is a certain stage where you need to stop running. You hear from healthcare providers and just, you know, in general that you should keep up with exercise in pregnancy. I've always been an active person and then when it came to my pregnancy, I thought, okay, well, how do I adapt or what do I need to do? My first question to you would be, what are the benefits of exercising in pregnancy? So during pregnancy, I always compare it to running a marathon. Why would you um, approach something as significant and major as birth and labor and pregnancy without training for it? You want to strengthen your body for the physiological and biomechanical changes that it is going to go through. Babies who are born to moms who were active during pregnancy are actually leaner at birth and that decreases their risk for obesity. And now this is for like me heading into the postpartum phase. When would you suggest that you can start exercising and how do you start exercising again? Let's reconnect your body with itself. If you've had a baby, you'll know postpartum, you feel like your body is not your own. I could help build back up your foundation again. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Baby. I'm Kath McGaw. I'm a pediatric dietitian and I'm joined by my co-host, Sammy. She's our feeding therapist and lactation consultant. Hi, Sammy. Hi, everyone. And we are very excited today because we have our guest, Aneka De Silva, and she's come to talk to us about pre- and postnatal exercise, which we think is a really, really important topic. So hi, Aneka. Do you want to just introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Yes, thanks, Kath. Hi, Sammy. Thank you so much for having me on today. So I'm a mom myself, and I'm a pre- and postnatal exercise specialist. Um, I used to be doula, I'm still a doula, I just don't do the work anymore. Um, and then I'm also a lactation consultant, recently qualified. So yeah, all things mom, you can count on me and passionate about that. Oh, that's so lovely. So that begs the question, um, what motivated you to get into the world of pre and postnatal exercise? So I completed my honours degree in um, sports science and nutrition. And then where after I started working in the industry, I actually started out as a lecturer for a tertiary education uh, college. And one of the big modules that I had to lecture for the second and third years was exercise, um, exercise physiology, biomechanics, anatomy, nutrition for elderly children and then pregnancy. So not even in my four years at university did we, we never got uh, faced with pregnancy like nobody actually ever taught us that module so when I had to now teach this to the students it actually piqued my interest quite a lot and from there it was really like just this little fire that started within me because I realized that you know there's not information for moms out there and when I realized all the changes that occurred during this phase of a woman's life how important it is be with the right person during your and to be able to continue your fitness journey because I think I realized a lot of women they stop training when they get pregnant and I thought no sure I want to be if I can be that woman for someone or that person that they can come to and they know they're safe and I know how to take them through pregnancy postpartum with all the changes that happen and they can still stay, stay fit then that would be amazing and from there I just I studied further through a company called Fit for Birth in Miami 
um, amazing, amazing course. And then I also did my doula and then I did my lactation consultant because now I really feel that it's like a whole circle, full circle that a mommy can walk with me because I've got mm-hmm. normal fitness classes as well. So it's, it's obviously amazing if I can get a woman before she falls pregnant, mm-hmm. during pregnancy, postpartum, and, you know, it's just to complete that whole circle with her. And it's, you know, it really... It opens up for really special connections with my clients, I feel, especially for women. You know, it's a vulnerable stage mm-hmm. of their life. And to have someone that, you know, you can go to that is qualified and that knows the the realm that you're in, I think it's mm-hmm. really important. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. my, what my passions build on, I think. Oh, that's amazing. And I think um, it's such a needed field. And like you say, so much with um, Sammy's course, my mm-hmm course adversity and and as you explained as well you know we we hear about like pediatric nutrition we hear about pregnancy nutrition or feeding issues and lactation and things like that in our fields but there's so little taught at at undergrad level and even postgrad level that it's almost something we have to all go and look for beyond the borders sometimes of Mm -hmm. South Africa and I think this uh, I always admire people who go kind of the extra mile to get qualified Mm -hmm. in a field that is very specialized and um, what before I'm going to hand you over to Sammy just now and just because I know she's got lots of questions for you um, but I just want to know what are in your opinion is the most risky um, what could be the highest risk factor when it comes to pregnancy exercise particularly just maybe name one or two that you see as really high risk so I feel the biggest thing I struggle with is diastasis recti so your abdominal your core muscles um, that's probably the first the first area where you would know if someone's actually qualified in this or not. If they are doing the general core exercises and they are not looking after your core the right way and incorporating your whole deep core as well as your pelvic floor as a whole into your exercise, um, that is the first big risk I always get like the heebie-jeebies for if I hear someone went to a different trainer and they did crunches and sit-ups and planks. Um, And then the second one would be This might be a controversial because not a lot of people agree on this one, but running during pregnancy, there is a certain stage where you need to stop running, whether you were a marathon athlete or not. And that's, like I said, a big controversial subject in the fitness industry with pregnancy. But those two are the ones that I think I'm most like, you know, nervous for if where I feel I wish I could get the whole world's pregnant clients just to teach them. If I could just teach anyone those topics, it would be really helpful. Yeah. Okay, so so that that's really interesting, and I think, like you say, there is always that controversial element. But my feeling often is, you know, what leans in the safest space, and what's a safer yes. area to lean in. So yeah, Sammy, Sammy is like near the end, and we've been journeying with her so lovely along her pregnancy, and this was a, a luck shot. This was thanks to her baby that's decided to stick around a bit longer inside. <laughs> That I'm able to be here. Of this podcast. So it's actually really special. I was like thinking today that after this podcast, this baby can come. And I'm sure Sammy agrees with that. Yeah. 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 She could hold out for this one. And then after this, she she can come. She can come. But do you want to just jump in and maybe just ask your pressing questions in reality with what you've been through, going through, going to go through postpartum jump in? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, 
Yeah, you hear from from like healthcare providers and just, you know, in general that you should keep up with exercise in pregnancy. But I think it's also, like you say, it's so controversial because I've always been an active person. And then when it came to my pregnancy, I thought, okay, well, how do I adapt or what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. And there's so con- so many conflicting opinions and advice that can actually be quite stressful and overwhelming, um, especially in the beginning, uh, you know, when you're in your first trimester and, you know, you, it's, you, you're still in the touch and go stage, so you don't want to do anything that's going to be detrimental. Um, but, you know, I think, sort of my first question to you would be what are the benefits of exercising um in pregnancy and then also just touching on exercise in postpartum what are the benefits of of actually doing exercise during that time that's yeah that's probably always the best question I always feel to ask when you are chatting about this because a lot of times when women hear the benefits of exercise during pregnancy it actually kind of shifts the whole mindset into any movement is better than nothing during pregnancy. So during pregnancy, I always compare it to running a marathon. And the thing I always say is you wouldn't go run a marathon. You wouldn't go decide, I'm going to enter the comrades today and I'm going to go run it tomorrow because that would be silly. So why would you um, approach something as significant and major as birth and labor and pregnancy without training for it? So it doesn't have to be this extreme high intense training, but you want to strengthen your body for the physiological and biomechanical changes that it is going to go through during the nine months of pregnancy um, birth as well as postpartum. Um, and it's not just your physical benefits, it's it's hormonal benefits as well. So some of the, obviously the, the biggest benefits are that there's a, an, an, an increased nutrition and oxygen delivery to baby, because the more you exercise, the better your blood flow, which means there will be more nutrients and more oxygen delivered to baby. So that is already a very big benefit. Secondly, there's studies that actually prove Babies that are born to moms who exercise during pregnancy are actually more alert during birth and in the first few hours and weeks postpartum than babies who are born to moms who were inactive during pregnancy. Babies who are born to moms who were uh, active during pregnancy are actually leaner at birth and that decreases their risk for obesity later on in life. Again, um, lots of other factors leads to obesity, but it's already a very good start that you can give your baby um, for the beginning of their life. And then there's lots of benefits. There's a lot more benefits for baby as well. But for mom, it's obviously very good for mental health. Exercise is just good for anyone's mental health, but especially during pregnancy, because you don't have a lot of control over your body when you are pregnant. So a lot of moms feel like if they can still exercise to a degree where they can still feel strong and confident in their body, that's already a big step. Um, It strengthens your posture. It strengthens. So obviously during pregnancy, postpartum, you tend to get rounded shoulders. You get a very low doses in your back. Um, Your lower back aches. You know, like you say, you're overdue already. So you'll know all the aches and pains that goes with pregnancy. So if you are able to strengthen and correct those biomechanical changes already during pregnancy, it'll give you a little head start on recovery postpartum. When you are breastfeeding and you always have this hunched over shoulders, um, all the postures changes that happen, you're going to have a weak core after baby's born. So that's going to affect your lower back. So if you can already strengthen all of those elements during pregnancy. And then of course, I think the biggest one is labor and delivery is, is a 
um, for the normal average woman, it's a it's a lengthy event. You know, it's not for everyone a two three hour and your lucky baby's born. It's and you need the stamina for that. You know, you can't sleep through contractions, especially if you're in active labour. So you mm. need the stamina. You need a level of fitness, and especially if you have a strong core that you worked on during pregnancy, it actually makes the pushing phase of labour a lot shorter. Um, and then the baby can also take part actively in the labour process. So I can go on and on and on about benefits, yeah. but I think those are the big ones that actually yeah. plays a big role in the health of the mom and baby. Absolutely. And I think like I can definitely testify to how amazing I felt when I just did a little bit of movement. And whether that was a 20-minute walk or a stretch on my yoga mat, um, I would feel my body crave it. And often I didn't feel like you know, doing it because I was yes. either was just happy from a nap or a long day from, you know, at work. And as soon as I had done it, I was just so thankful to myself because I was like, I actually felt so good. And, and so I can definitely testify to, you know, the, the sort of mental benefits and physical benefits um, during pregnancy. And now with our mommies, you know, where would you suggest they start? So obviously everybody's on a different sort of um, fitness scale. Some mommies are heading into pregnancy without any background in, in exercise or fitness. And then you get the opposite where um, there's a mommy that's maybe was a CrossFitter or a regular gym goer. So where would you suggest that moms start um, with their pregnancy so if they wanted the to be the first thing would be to get clearance from your medical doctor. That's the biggest thing. Every client that walks in here, I have a form that they have to have their gynecologist sign with any contraindications that might be uh, present. So that's the first thing. Always get the green light. It's always beneficial, but sometimes there might be, you might have placenta previa or whatever issue might arise during pregnancy. So always make sure that the doctors are on board with your exercising. And then from there, the, the, the best guideline to follow is not to exceed pre-pregnancy levels of fitness. So if you were mm. someone who didn't do anything, you can mm. still exercise, but it's going to be very low. You're going to go for walks and you're going to do stretches. Find someone that does pre- and postnatal yoga or Pilates. So it's going to be at a very low level. So mm. um, movement, any movement, but that person might not join a CrossFit class during pregnancy. Okay. So we, if you had your CrossFit athlete, I did CrossFit with my, with my daughter up until I think 32 weeks of, of pregnancy. But I developed other complications that had, I had to stop. Um, so if you were a CrossFit athlete, you are allowed to maintain your fitness level, everything mm -hmm. you did up until you fell pregnant, but you will, your body will force you to start adjusting and modifying. A lot of women always say, I'm going to be doing this until the day my water breaks. And she might be, but she's not going to be able to necessarily lift or work at the same intensity, which is your body will kind of force you to scale down a bit. Mm -hmm. So just don't exceed pre-pregnancy levels. And if you were a very fit athlete before, Continue as far as you can with safe, obviously safe exercises and no contact sports, obviously. And then just start um, increasing your rest periods. If you feel out of breath, you might start lowering your weights a bit. Some movements or some exercises might put a bit of extra strain on your lower back. Then you might start modifying them. Um, but yeah, so that's the best guideline I can give you for, for entering into a so, so rather just listen, listen to your body. Yes, that's the biggest. Yeah. Yes. 
And then in terms of trimesters, so a mommy that's going, you know, from the first trimester to the second to the third, would she need to adapt her exercises? So would you need to change depending on on which trimester you're in? Yes. So typically in your first trimester, you can continue as you were. You, You won't feel any different. You might be tired. You might have those initial pregnancy symptoms, but your body should still be fine. You can still continue with whatever exercise you were busy with. Um, it's typically from, I've noticed, around week 18 to 22, where the woman really starts saying, okay, now I feel if I'm running, even if it's a slow jog, they might feel like the baby's pushing on their bladder a lot, or they might start feeling a bit of discomfort um, in their lower back, or their round ligaments might be pulling and aching. So that's when I actually feel the most adjust- adjustment starts with second trimester. And then going into your third trimester, the belly's really getting bigger. The movements will be slowing down a bit. Um, we really then focus on um, the, the certain areas of the body that really gets affected by that stage of pregnancy. So I really try to link it to the biomechanical changes that occur in the body and in the posture as the pregnancy progresses. Um, but typically the rest gets a bit longer so that they can catch their breath and the exercises get a bit slower. Um, it gets harder to get up off of the floor. So I try to adjust the exercises according to how the woman also feels. So that might also yeah. be individualized. Yeah. So definitely yeah, a yeah. Diff- difference in the different trimesters. And in terms of, and now this is for like me heading into the postpartum phase, what would you suggest or when would you suggest that you can start exercising and how do you start exercising again? So what would your sort of first exercises be like? If you could give some examples. And obviously, I'm sure depending on whether you had a vaginal delivery versus a Caesar will then also differ in terms of when you're able to start up again. So the guidelines are for vaginal delivery. Once postpartum bleeding has stopped, you are allowed to start training again. Some women, that's four weeks. Some women, it's eight weeks. You know, that's also a very big range of, I remember I didn't know what to expect after I had my baby. And I think after week three, I barely had any bleeding. But did I feel up to exercising after three weeks? Not necessarily. So for that, it's usually when bleeding stopped and C-section, obviously six weeks or once you've got your gynecologist's approval, that everything looks good. Um, but from there, if you then start and you join a class or you're at home, we typically, uh, that's why I've got a specific mommy fit group. We're just my moms who recently had babies up until about four or five months postpartum or in, because then I really start with reconnect, restore and re-strengthening. So that is not running. It's not jump squats. It's not all these high impact movements. The first few classes are really focused on let's reconnect your body with itself. Because if you've had a baby, you'll know postpartum, you feel like your body is not your own. You, you want, you're, you're engaging your core, but you don't feel it. It's like your stomach is like, it's not there. So I really try to focus to help them to get their pelvic floor connected to their deep core again, so that that can work as a unit again. So that you know how to engage it safely. And then we slowly start to incorporate that into your general exercises to strengthen the body again. And then again, we focus on the the corrective exercise. So all the areas of the body, your upper back typically is lengthened, your chest is tight. 
because of the breastfeeding posture. Your glutes is weak, your lower back is sore, your core is weak. So I try to focus on those big muscle groups and re-strengthen to also help with posture realignment postpartum. And from there we build by incorporating your core exercises and your core engagement with basic general exercises to get back your fitness level up. So that around four or five months postpartum, if you don't want to stay with me, you can enter your pre-pregnancy fitness classes again. And at least I had you for a, for, a, for a while so that I could help build back up your foundation again before you just go back into fitness. Um, and it's more than just your physical fitness as well. Hormonal is what a lot of women don't understand. I just want to touch on this quickly, um, especially with competitive athletes. I see this often. We follow... Um, the CrossFit community, quite. I love the CrossFit games and everything. And a lot of those women have such a big platform, which is amazing. And I love that they are still actively fit during their pregnancies, but they go back into the massive CrossFit competitive again so soon after the baby that a lot of women who follow them, you know, the general woman at home that doesn't know about this, she's like, oh, that means after I've had my baby, I can go straight back to my CrossFit box and just go at it again. But your yeah. cortisol levels, your relaxing levels, all your hormonal changes that occur during pregnancy takes quite a while to return to normal post-pregnancy. And if you're overstimulating your cortisol too soon after pregnancy, if you're not giving your relaxin, which makes your muscles and your ligaments a bit more lax during pregnancy so that you can give birth, if you don't give that enough time to recover, you can actually injure yourself a lot easier if you don't look after your core the right way. Um, you can actually cause diastasis recti to improve, or not improve, to um, to worsen a lot to the point where rehab is really difficult. And then, I mean, if your cortisol levels are being stimulated at a time where it shouldn't be stimulated, it can lead to adrenal fatigue in a time that's already so stressful for moms as it is. So there's a lot more to than just returning to physical exercise. It's about the hormonal restoration as well. Yeah, which I think is such an important component that we don't actually think about. We just think yeah. about the you know the main ones is the physical and the mental side of things, yeah. but um, hormones play such an important role, yeah. and so it is important to consider you know the impact of exercise um, on on your hormones. Yeah. And then just in closing, um, maybe you can then just give a few pieces of advice for mommies that don't have access to somebody like you or the groups that you run. Um, let's say a mommy that's, that's basically, you know, on her own and, and where, you know, what would your advice be in terms of, of um, exercise pre and postpartum um, for, for a mommy? Um, well, it would be again, depending on your fitness level, obviously, but any move, move, <laughs> any movements better than nothing go for walks every single day if you're early in your pregnancy and you only have that to your availability you might not have access to a gym or home gym equipment necessarily start with lack of long brisk walks um, eventually the walks will slow down as your pregnancy progresses movement is not only so important for during pregnancy but during labor as well so that can also help then initiate later on in your pregnancy um, getting into your into labor also help um, move labor along. So any movement that you can do, it will be so dependent on where you are, what you have to availability. If you don't have any equipment, um, you can do the basic squat movements. You can do lunges, anything that is strengthening, strengthening your hips and your glutes area around the pelvis, because those are the muscles that are important during birth. Um, 
I would say if you don't have anyone to your availability, avoid core exercises. I would rather say avoid them than do the wrong ones and cause more damage. Mm. Um, and then, um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else tips can I give someone that's not um, do what feels best for your body, um, mm. do what feels good for you. Um, and mm. then also we usually use the talk test for in, um, intensity. So if you get to the stage of pregnancy where you can't have a conversation with anyone, so you feel you need to take deep breaths, rest a bit in between your sentences or words, you need to take your intensity down a notch because that's an indication that you are too breathed, you're too out of breath. And that's usually our intensity indicator as well for moms. Um, and then, yeah, no high impact exercises, no contact sports, obviously nothing that can injure you or injure the baby. Um, and yeah, if you're really, really struggling, you can contact me. I'll give you an online program. Um, I do that as well because I do have a lot of moms in Cape Town or people who live on farms, wherever, that they really just want to know what's safe and what's not. Um, yeah. That is probably safest. And not to just Google, because sometimes Google can give you some funky things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's, that was amazing. Sure. What amazing advice there. Sammy, do you feel equipped now? To <laughs> I think, I, think like I might be in touch. <laughs> I might be a Cape Town client. But, um, no, such, such helpful and valuable information. I actually no. wish that we had done this earlier on in my pregnancy because it would have taken so much like stress and anxiety around what I could and, and couldn't do or what was safe um, away. But I'm, I'm sure it's going to help so many mommies out there that are in different you know, parts of their pre and postnatal journey. So yeah. I think it's so valuable. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. And we will definitely um, post all your information, your links um, below um, and how people can get in contact with you and that sort of thing. So everyone that's watching can just go and look below into the information about this episode and you will have Anaka's details. And like Sammy said, the earlier you get going and get empowered with this information, mm. the better it will be and the journey will just be that much easier, as you've mentioned. So, yeah, I think it's it's such an important topic that often doesn't get discussed. And um, I love what you said. And that's kind of our theme song when we do these episodes is be careful of Google because there's so much misinformation out there. People are, you know, just putting it out there and then it it really hasn't been peer reviewed. You don't know the person who with their background is. And so it's so wonderful to have an expert like yourself who's really taken the time, the energy and actually also gone through it yourself, which I think is also so invaluable. Um, and it also just gives, you know, moms who are athletes hope because, you know, you've come from that sort of background and, you know, you were able to continue doing it for a long period of time, um, which I think is also very encouraging. But, yeah, your tips were invaluable. I hope so. I hope it helps to let moms know that they, they can exercise. They're not helpless. It's not a condition. Just make sure everything's mm. clear to a medical doctor. Make sure if you have someone mm. that qualified, ask for mm. qualifications, people. That's the most yes. important thing I can say. Absolutely. Ask, yeah. Especially during yeah. the special and uh, vulnerable phase. So rather ask mm. for qualifications. Be too careful. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
Thank you so much. And thank you, Sammy, my amazing co-host. And mommy, to be very soon, I think you need to go for a run around the block. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 definitely. No running, but I'm going to walk. I'm going to yes, walk. and lunch. <laughs> walk and lunch. People will see Sorry. me in my road and think, what a crazy woman, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to get this baby out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay, so thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye.